0: Chapter One A Flash of Red A thud as hands hit the outside of the passenger side window. Bloody hands. Suddenly there were terrified eyes and a gaping black hole of a mouth coming at me. A young girl screamed, a sound that pierced the night, slicing through the calm backdrop of ocean waves and seagulls like a discordant song, and I felt my soul shiver with foreboding. Help me! A balled-up fist pounded on the glass leaving a smeared red handprint on my nice, clean window. Help me! He's going to kill me! One minute I was lost in a daydream, wandering through the memory of my lovely weekend with Kenny at the Jersey Shore. And the next, a writhing body clung to my silver hatchback, clutching my open moonroof for dear life, even as I lifted my foot from the brake and rolled forward past the red, red stop sign. I should have stopped. Why didn't I stop? The shock of seeing that unexpected apparition stunned me, and I automatically put my foot on the accelerator, suddenly feeling that rising panic. Flee! Get the hell out of here! Even as I instinctively gave the Ford Focus some gas, the desperate girl threw her legs onto the hood of the car, still not relinquishing her Vulcan death grip. What are you doing? I hollered, all too aware that she was at risk of rolling off the slippery front fender towards the wheels. I jammed on the brakes, trying not to shake her off my car, even as I frantically tried to shake off my fear. And that's when I turned and looked beyond her, in time to see hell's fury across the road, heading this way. Hands raised, he seemed to summon a wild maelstrom of invisible energy from the sea as he crossed the pavement, drawing it to him like a supernatural force of malevolent anger. As he bellowed, I thought I saw its raw power find outlet through his hands, deadly hands. He was dressed in black, tattooed skin covered in a patchwork of ink drawings. What was that shiny thing he was gripping as he strode towards the girl? Please, she cried, more of a sob than anything else. In that one moment, I had to make a decision. Did I pop the lock, let her in, and drive away from the maniac pursuing her? Or did I leave her here to face her assailant in a death match of survival of the fittest? This wasn't reality, T.V., she barely weighed a hundred pounds, judging from the black tank top and the blue shorts that clung to her shivering, stick-like limbs, interrupted only by a fanny pack. He had a good hundred pounds on her, biceps that looked like they could easily squeeze the life out of her, and a face so contorted by rage that he seemed like a Maori warrior doing a haka war dance. You might think it's an easy choice. After all, don't I have a moral obligation to rescue the tiny girl from the huge man wielding the rather large knife in his right hand? As he rapidly closed the distance between us, I considered my dilemma. Calculating the seconds it would take her to grab the door handle, open it, and get into the passenger seat, I realized there wasn't enough time. He would surely kill her before she was in my car, and then he might decide to kill me too. And that's when I knew what I had to do as she jumped off the hood and flipped her agile self around the side of the car in the hopes of gaining entry. I gave her enough time to clear it, and when I was certain that her feet were out of the path of the tires, I put the pedal to the metal. Time to see if the vehicle really could do 0 to 60 in 8.7 seconds. No, don't leave me, please, she wailed as I gunned the engine and the Ford Focus took off. I had no intention of leaving the girl behind. Instead, I did the only thing I could think of to stop her murderous pursuer. I steered right into him, heard the horrible sound of flesh against bumper as they connected, and cringed. The look of shock upon his face said it all. I threw the transmission into reverse, even as he flew into the air and skidded across the pavement onto the sidewalk twenty feet away.